Welcome to the Old Bastard Martini Lunch. This is a show about advertising, design creatives, and of course, adult beverages. subscriber or a casual listener right about now you're probably wondering who's she what happened to that guy uh paul pedro pancake what was his name his name is peter morris and this is his show peter was gracious enough to let me take the reins for this episode i'm naveen hagab and i'll be asking the questions around here this week we're talking to jason davis owner of screen inc If you work in the creative field or own a small business or you're a complete bike freak, chances are you've already met Jason. This was my first time meeting him and I was pretty impressed with his approach to owning a business and life in general. He's smart, thoughtful, hardworking, determined, and an all-around nice guy. Also, he was a good sport about me calling him Steve more than once. He doesn't even look like a Steve. So, let's head to the booth in the back. All right. There you go. Uh, you feeling it? Kind of. It's a little bit awkward for me because I'm like, I feel like I'm coming in into a conversation that's already been taking place, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to catch up. Yeah, this is your conversation. Right. Now. How are you feeling? Good. All right. So today we have Jason. Jason, what was your last name? <laughs> Steve. Steve, Steve, Jason, Steve, Jason, Jason, Steve, Jason. Yeah, Jason, Steve, Jason. We have Jason from Screen Screen Inc. Hmm? Jason Davis. Jason Davis from Screen Inc. has joined us tonight. There you go. And um, uh, as our bartender, no, no, oh yeah, I'm the bartender. Yes. I was going to introduce you, and I'm bar. Yeah, I'm not. I don't mean to walk all over you. We have Peter. Am I doing this wrong? You're doing great. Oh, man. my God. Is this exciting? <laughs> Very exciting. Okay. I'm excited to have Jason here, too. Welcome, sir, Cheers. to the show. Yeah, clink. Okay. What did you make for Jason? And this is um, uh, a gimlet. Well, that's not too bad. It's got a little heat. Yeah? That's good. yeah. Is that all right? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> good. This is what happens when Ryan's not around. Yeah, so we're missing Ryan. So you're on bar duty. Mm-hmm. I'm on questions duty, yeah. grilling. You're the host. And I'm the hostess, right. and Jason, um, Jason. Jason. I drink. Yeah, right? you sit here and drink. <laughs> Keep us from fighting. <laughs> so Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, Are you originally from Lincoln? No. So I moved here 20 years ago, a little over. Started screen printing almost right away as my job while I was in school. <clears throat> Did you work somewhere or just on your own? You just started it up? At Screen Inc. Yeah. So they hired, were you fresh out of school or? Just high school. High yeah. school? Yeah. I moved here with the intention of going to UNL. And I did eventually, uh, but never finished. I was working super hard and then once I made that decision, I was like, I'm not even gonna think about Right. 
what's left. Once you got the calculus, you just, that's it. <laughs> I'm out. Is that it? <laughs> no, it was mostly classes left at the J school, and I don't know. I think I just made a financial decision right. rather than like following what I really wanted to do. Right. Um, but I still really enjoyed screen printing after I made that decision. Right. Which I also really enjoyed to do. Did you know anything about screen printing before you started, or how did you fall into that? That was just pure coincidence. <clears throat> so when I moved here, I was actually mowing lawns, and that was the year of the massive snowstorm. Right. And so that moved into snow removal. Uh, yeah, and do you were you here for that storm? No, no. I had a friend that I met through skateboarding <clears throat> that was the screen printer at Screen Inc. at the time. Uh, so he put in a good word for me, and we decided we would just say what he had said, which was I did a little bit of screen printing in high school, which I hadn't. Um, but he was also willing to stick around and train me for two weeks. And he was like, you know, I promise you, you'll be able to do it. You'll take over this job and until you start school or whatever. And <clears throat> that was going to get me through the rest of winter. Because um, when it doesn't snow, you, you don't get paid to clean up snow. So right. my hours were dwindling after the snowstorm. Well, that's uh, good. I, that's like a good life lesson of just like, uh, say you can do it and learn how to do it or fail miserably you got two choices so yeah well, my question was going to be it's so hands-on like can you bullshit your way into saying i can do this i oh i can totally screen print there uh you you could i guess and i did um mainly because the owner was a, a fireman at the time and so he'd be like seven on seven off right so he would mm -hmm. just be gone for a week so one of those weeks that i was trained he wasn't even there Mm -hmm. um, just to give an example of like how the work was done there. So they basically, I mean, after that training, they were just throwing me work and I was doing it. And if I messed up, you know, I was explained how to do it right and that was it. So I'm sure there were some moments where my boss was like, who is this kid? <laughs> <laughs> but he kept you on. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Okay. that up to me. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit about screen printing. I don't know anything about it. What is it? What kind of art form is it? Or do you consider it to be an art form? Yeah, it, it's a form of printing. And I think printing is a form of making art or a process. Uh, but you basically have a screen and you coat it with some sort of emulsion or apply emulsion to it or a stencil. Um, and that screen lets you control the amount of ink that you push through it. So <clears throat> instead of, I guess a good side-by-side -side comparison would be creating a stencil and then using spray paint, and that's your controlled method. Now, that just doesn't work with ink if you wanted to squeegee something on a wall. <clears throat> and so the screen really helps decide how much, how thick that layer of ink can be. And there's varying mesh counts of screens, and that's... As well as just, like, how high up you could put the screen to the... what you're printing on, and... Yeah, your, your shirt or your tape straight. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you know, there's different inks for different applications. Pull the print onto your shirt or your paper, or what have you. So I have a question for both of you guys, because, um... 
it doesn't matter if, if I'm working with a designer or an art director, but they go crazy over screen printing and they try and find ways to incorporate screen printing in some of the projects. I don't get it. Why? I think it's it's just the idea of something being a, a limited amount of something being done. It, it makes that more important because in this day and age, everything's disposable or it's electronic and it doesn't even exist. So something being tangible and um, there's just a very few amount of those produced, plus just the tactile element of like what that paper feels like or the qualities of the ink and playing with the ink and the, the paper. Like when we did the, that Biclops thing and we had the printing that white ink on the black paper and the, mm. that gold leaf on there or whatever, like that was really yeah. cool, you know? And initially I know sending that over, I was like, can you print white ink on this or is this a bad idea? <laughs> And I think you were just like, we're just really going to have to muscle a lot of white ink through this thing to yep. make that work. <laughs> That's right. What about, yeah, what about that show? Like, uh, what's been sort of your takeaway from, how many years did you do that? You know, I only did that two years. And I, it's not because I changed my mind. Like, I'd love to still do it. Right. But that was, again, kind of a financial decision. Like, what do I need to focus on? And right. And I really needed to focus on the shop because um, like all the business. money, yeah, <laughs> all the money from that, I wanted to give to Great Plains Trails Network and improve, keep improving the the bike lanes and bike networking here in, in the city. Because uh, that's one thing I love about Lincoln, and one big reason why I think I'm still here. So, what what show is this? What are you guys talking about? Oh, bike. So, Biclops was a screen printed poster exhibit. It just had to have a, a bicycling theme. You know, originally I had asked Art Crank if they would come to Lincoln, and Art Crank does the same thing, but they kind of like tour the major cities across the U.S. The trouble with that was they keep all the money. They also charge you to put the exhibit on. So that didn't make sense. But I had reached out to them, and I was like, I want to bring this to Lincoln. How can I do that? Because it seems fitting when I found out the price tag and decided it wasn't feasible, obviously, financially, and it also didn't really help Lincoln, I just decided I'd make my own, uh, which was a great idea. It was a ton of work, but it was really fun, and it was just at like the right time in my life because all I did was work. Like My whole life was based around Screen Inc. and doing fun things there at the print shop and with the gallery in the front space. You know, there were some mm -hmm. nights we printed those posters until like 2 in the morning and then I'd go home and be back at work at 7 or 8 in the morning and right. like just cranking it out, you know, grinding it out, pedaling it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess to answer the question about why designers would want to get involved with screen printing, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with just the tactile quality of the finished product. But I also think there's an appeal to get away from the computer mm -hmm. when you're working. And it's still a creative outlet. Um, and you really get to control things or the outcome in a different way than you could on the computer. And people that have screen printed could probably look at prints and know right away without even having to feel the material um, if it was screen printed. 
because of that experience and also learn more about what is possible with that how you could maybe fake it on the computer uh, right right or maybe or maybe just know when when you can't do this this mm -hmm. isn't possible just like with any other type of printing you know you have to know your parameters what's fun about that is those sort of qualities that you don't expect you know and then you start printing and you see how some of those patterns or how some of those colors interact with each other and then some of those um, then seeing that you know as it's happening or you know in real time as it's being printed it's pretty cool to see that and then like you said like I want to replicate what this is that I'm seeing here maybe digitally because it's going to be a, you know digital ad or a website or something how do I make that you know kind of replicate that feel because yeah you know there's yeah it's, it's just neat to see that happen. and some of the sometimes it's like a different opacities of ink you know and what does that do when they're printed on top of each other as well it's, yeah it's, it's fun do you think younger designers would be into it or do they oh, yeah. get into it as oh, well i think so yeah do you see a lot of younger designers yeah we've worked with quite a few younger designers i think it might just kind of be really it's kind of a trend right now with i guess the the, the outcome of some designs and plans for a whatever the printed material is promoting yeah, it is a limited edition usually, and they're more likely to instead of just throw it in the trash immediately. They're they're gonna keep it. Yeah, yeah. It might be around the office a little bit longer. Yeah, so gig posters, I suppose, really tied into that interest too, because mm -hmm. you can go to any concert now, and it's not just a T-shirt that you take home. You can take home a, an art print, really. Yeah, and, and that wasn't around. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And what's cool about that is there's only so many, you know, band shirts or whatever somebody's going to want. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you've got a closet full of those, it's you've got real estate on your walls that, you know, show that off as well, bands that you might be interested in. And you can do different things on, on paper than you can do on fabric as well. So there's mm -hmm. some artistic expression there that maybe that makes sense to the band that maybe you employ something that's gold or glow-in-the-dark or fluorescent, you know, so it wouldn't always work very well on a shirt, but you could do it in other ways on a print. That's cool. I still don't get it, but it's cool. <laughs> You're a writer. Oh, You're yeah. Like, well, how do I make these words look more interesting? <laughs> can, can you take this word doc and screen yeah. print it for me? Thank you. Hold on. That's not uh, <laughs> That sounds like, I really like the word that's going, actually. Really limited runs of a word doc print is <laughs> the right content on there I think it, it is, depends uh, yeah, that's got a certain appeal to it there it depends um, we'll, ha we'll we'll figure out this yeah, table project that. We'll yeah do we'll, we're gonna table it. we're gonna yeah, park we're gonna, it yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is what was your timeline with Screen Inc you talked about starting out when you were in high school and then you talk about now and you're the owner Mm -hmm. So how what what's that progression? What is that? What did that look like? So I started as their only screen printer, and I was just out of high school. I was actually studying architectural drafting in Sioux City, which is my hometown. I was gonna say you're from Iowa, right? Yeah, up in northwestern Iowa, and I just wasn't feeling that, and so then I moved to Lincoln and wanted to design work or writing 
or something to do with media. So, you know, I moved here, started, remained a screen printer all the way through probably two to three years of school. Two of those years were at Southeast Community College. From there, once I graduated, they had me start doing all the design work and managing production. I did that for my timing. Yeah, timing's right in case somebody's <laughs> gonna do the math. Yeah. So maybe three or four years. Right. Uh, and it just came to a point where my, my boss was done with the fire department and he also wanted to be done with running the business. Right. Uh, so so I, how, did, how did that happen then? He's just, I'm done. Uh, I'm gonna sell, did you talk with you guys? I'm going to sell the business or was it something you yeah, exactly. about? Like, yeah, so he kind of gave you guys first dibs on that? He basically just explained his plan of selling it. Right. And so I jumped in right away. Um, and I guess it was another one of those moments where like, you take that risk. Yeah. With just accepting a job, doing something I've never done before and faking it. And then... <clears throat> Like, how could I say no to this? It just seemed like it was right for me. Right. Good but opportunity I was also, to, yeah, jump right in. And... Yeah, but I was also already getting back into UNL classes and doing that. Because he was letting me continue school and work there. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was a tough decision. You're like, I can make a living doing this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I analyzed all the numbers for his business, and I talked to bankers and... Yeah, how that do you have to yeah take out a loan? How does this yeah. this, whole, this process work? Yeah, I empty your together. pockets. Yeah, <laughs> go in the <laughs> couch. Moth flies out. And you're like, I need some help. Here. Yeah, I had no money, so let's make that clear. But I put together a business plan, and um, there's an organization called SCORE that has an mm-hmm. office at Southeast Community College. So I was still already going to campus a couple times a week, and I popped in there, and my attorney that I still have to this day was the guy that helped me with my business plan and just kind of like figure everything out. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, But yeah, I took out a small business loan and everything was on the line. Like my car, my Xbox or like DVD. (laughs) Whatever it was. All of your worldly possessions. Yeah, your CD collection. If it was worth more than 20 bucks, I put it on the list. My boombox. And so he was probably like, this is desperate, but he was also looking at the numbers of the business and he knew that it would sustain itself. Yeah. Yeah. There were definitely the tens of thousands of dollars were on the line. Yeah. If it did fail. Yeah. But the prospect of working for yourself was like the end all be all. Yeah. And it, I mean, it kind of blinded me, you could say. Because this maybe couldn't have worked out, you know. Right. It's a super competitive industry. I just kind of had faith in the customers that I already worked with. And they would, I mean, by this time, they were already calling and talking to me. and I was processing a lot of what was going on. Right. You know, so when I say I was their designer and production manager, I mean... There's only one other person in the office other than me, mm-hmm. and then the boss who would be in time and time again when he wasn't working as a fireman. Right. So we closed as of January 1st, 2004. So I guess I had also been working there for seven years, six to seven years. Mm-hmm. And that's a good chunk of time to, to work somewhere and really get a feel for 
the operations. So, and we've only, I guess we've only talked up through 2004. Well, that's all right. I think we get a refill here and then we can kind of pick it up. Absolutely. We're talking a little bit more on, I don't know, let's just see. Thank you, Mr. Davis. It was good to uh, chat with you, hear a little bit more about your history, fill in the blanks for me. Um, uh, we finally got your name right, too. Uh, I, I think I edited out most of that conversation before we started recording, but apparently we were hung up on calling him Steve, but we got away from that real quick. Uh, and thank you, Naveen, for stepping in and uh, taking over as the host for this show. Why not? Seemed uh, seemed like we could have a little bit of fun with that. Ryan Holt was out, so I took over bartender duties. And um, I think Naveen was better at playing host than I was at playing bartender. But that remains to be seen. We've got a couple more shows with Jason yet uh, where we get a little bit more into what it's like running the business. Eventually we're going to hear about something that he really enjoys spending his free time doing. Well, not so much now that he's a, a father, but uh, uh, Jason's a big fan of craft brewing and uh, we'll get into some of that uh, in a later episode. If you enjoyed the conversation and uh, want to know more about Jason or Screen Inc., you can definitely find them online. It's uh, screeninc.com, and that's I-N-K. It's not uh, I-N-C, so it's ink as in printing ink, not uh, incorporated. From there, you can check out all their social media, and you can see all the... uh, all the great stuff that they do. If you like the show, check this out on iTunes. You can write a review. You can rate the show. You can subscribe and catch up on past episodes. Or you can interact with us online as well. We're at Bastard Martini on Twitter and uh, oldbastardmartinilunch.com for show notes and recipes. We're going to take a little break for Thanksgiving. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be too heartbroken if an episode doesn't show up this Thursday. Uh, so we will uh, we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, have another martini. I know I will. <laughs>